Anime Roadshow, episode number 448. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me here in Las Vegas, Nevada on October 25th, and I'm just going to say... It's the most beautiful day of the year, man. I got the, I got the, I got the, I got the, the windows open, man. The, the, the patio door, getting the fresh air. I mean, it's Las Vegas, but it's like 75 degrees outside. Just a little chill in the air. The fall settling in. This is, uh, this is ace weather. I know, that's, I know that's what everybody tunes in for is to get that Las Vegas weather update. But I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you, get the weather update. <laughs> we <laughs> this now in from Vegas, the weather. We we battled through the hundred degrees during the summer, and I like the warm weather. But man, this this is why October is my month. It's days like this when it's seventy five degrees, and you know, and it's it's a it's a it's a great it's a rare off UFC week. It's a, we're not at the apex four days. We're not you know I mean it's we we got a little weekend. We got some. It's it's this is perfect. This is this is the best day of the year in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm saying so far this year. It has it has been great. The weather's fantastic, and it's funny you say, "Oh, it's an off week." I was like, "It doesn't feel like an off week for me because we've been covering the Engano Fury stuff, right. and then covering some of the Power Slap stuff." I was like, "It doesn't feel like an off week," <laughs> even though I'm at the house a little bit more than normal. Uh, and it's funny you talk about the weather. I do have the back door open, and it feels fantastic to see the the wind, feel the wind come in, and hear the blinds sort of just swaying. You know, kind oh, yeah. of puts you into one of those little moods. But literally, I've been sitting in front of this computer watching a stream of the open workouts over there (laughs) in Saudi Arabia for the past, I don't know how many hours. And even though I'm looking outside, it's beautiful. I feel like I'm not, I'm missing it. I'm missing out. I'm missing out. I need to uh, get out there and see a little bit. So after we're done wrapping, I think I might just go sit and stew on the back porch for a little bit. Soak uh, it in. Just soaking, soaking it in. in. Just going to soak it in. in. Yeah. All right. We'll, we will definitely talk about everything that's unfolding in uh, Saudi Arabia and get your opinion on that. But uh, even though it is, I guess, an off week for the UFC in terms of a live event, it's never an off week in terms of big news and dominating the headlines. That was certainly 100%. what came across last night. I figure that's probably exactly where we have to start. And that is the shakeup at UFC 295, of course. Uh, man. Pretty crazy, the you know the Dana White announcement comes out and they've got the actual video clip of John Jones. That was Jones. a bit strange. That was, <laughs> a bit, that was a bit different, you know. Yeah. Let alone where the other day I felt like it was like pulling teeth to get an answer from <laughs> not well, not really from Dana. Like, oh my gosh, is the fight done? Are we going to lose a fight? You know, there's this and th- we're hearing this and that. And it's like Dana's out. He's in the war room. You see the names on the background. He's like, and oh, and then they roll in the video. It's like, what is going on here? It's <laughs> like was, it was so weird, and it was just at the end of the day so everybody was like you think you're done but you know that's what i tell people like the news cycle never ends when, never. when there's breaking news it never ends there is no nine to five in this job no and uh so yeah the guys on on our team started just scrambling and i was just like i uh, can you believe it i mean like this is the fight we've been waiting so long waiting to just see jones in there again and do his thing waiting to see stipe come back and it's like uh and and you can't fault him for him. When you see the video and you see you see the injury, when you hear it, you see him grabbing your arm, you're like, ouch. You know, yeah. you know something's going on. You never you know Jones isn't going to not fight for any particular reason. I mean, let's be let's be truthful here. I, I love Steve A to death, but I was picking Jones to win this kind of handily. Yep. So for him to pull out with the injury on his side, that I, 
I wasn't expecting that. If, if I was going to figure one half of this car was maybe going to fall out, I was figuring, unfortunately, that it would be on Stipe's side, not from Jones. You know, I mean, he's going to have this would be a huge payday for him. This was going to be the possible end of end of it. Maybe everybody was thinking that's why a lot of us were going there thinking like this might be the last time we 100%. see John Jones. It's like, you got to be there, have to be there. And now it's like, oh, shit. OK, so now maybe International Fight Week next year. I mean, like, what's it going to be? So, yeah, just a, a terrible way. So close to the fight. I mean, I guess it's better for it to happen before we get there and then have all of our expectations and you know, hopes for what was going to be one hell of a fucking main event to, to just go out the window. I guess now it's it's a little bit softened the blow because we got it the week prior or two weeks prior, however far out we are now from that. But uh, but it sucks. It sucks to lose that fight. You know, uh, hopefully heals up well and, and it's not as, ser- you know, crazy serious, bad, you know, anything that's going to affect the way that he fights forever, you know. Uh, you know, a lot of times when, he, when I heard that thing, I was like, ah, how do you even fight after that? When you're talking about stuff either getting torn off or separated or whatever, you're like, bro, does that recover? I mean, are you ever the same? You know, maybe maybe it's not that kind of injury where it's a, a career ending or a performance, you know, hindrance from here on out. But let's be honest, I, I don't think most of us thought thought Jones had long to go in the sport anyways. You know, we thought this no. was possibly going to be it, you know. So, you know, if he can get back and do another one again, you know, um, great or do some more. It's just, man, we I just feel like we lost a lot of steam um, of what we were building up to with him and this being his possible last fight. Well, it's so true because I, I honestly was going into this USC 295 event assuming it was going to be the last time we saw both John Jones and Steve Bajic. That's completely on yeah, just, even on Steve's side. You're 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 absolutely right. Yeah, I, it's like I forgot that. I'm like it's been what three years since we saw Steve. Yeah, and so I, I really thought this was going to kind of be a double retirement and. Um, you know, and I kind of assumed that what would happen then at that point is you'd take Sergey Pavlovich, you'd take Tom Aspinall, you'd put them together, and they'd fight for the heavyweight title. And look, it's a great fight, right? Like, it's it's weird because I saw a lot of the reaction last night. My, you know, when it happened, you know, my tweet that, that I sent out was, man, you know, this is the fight we wanted, but it's not under the circumstances we wanted it, right? And I did see a lot of people that were reacting to Dana's announcement or whatever and just saying, like, I like this fight even better. And it's weird because it is – the new fight with Sergey and Aspinall, it is a really, really good fight. And and in terms yeah. of in terms of competitiveness, in terms of who's at the peak of their game right now, in terms of who's on top of the sport right now, it may actually be a quote unquote better fight, a more competitive fight, a more intriguing fight, but John Jones, you know, the greatest of all time. Stipe Miocic, the greatest heavyweight of all time. So even if it's not as, as – I mean, you can see any two random dudes on a, on a Friday night get together and put on a hell of a fight, and you'd be like, that was the most amazing fight I've ever seen. But it doesn't have that same level going into it of I'm watching the GOAT. I'm watching the greatest heavyweight of all time. It's probably the last time we're going to see either one of them. So it's weird. I'm, I'm, I see, I'm torn because on the one hand, I really do like the Sergey versus Aspinall fight. I really, really, really like the fight, and we can talk about that in a minute. But I guess it sounds to me like you're kind of feeling the same way I do, that as much as I love that fight – it really does feel like a letdown, like, ah, man, we were, you know, 100%. we were building to this. 100%. I think you laid it out perfectly. I mean, when it comes to the competitiveness, I mean, as as tough, I mean, Stipe can, is always possible to pull something out, you know. Do I think he's mm-hmm. going to, you know, be rock'em, sock'em, knocking Jones out with some crazy strikes that we haven't seen before? No. I mean, I think it's going to be, it would be a grind-em-out sort of 
whoever's got the wrestling who was able to you know establish that you know ground game and that dominance overall whereas this one when it comes to sergey and tom i mean like there's a lot of questions there's a lot more competitiveness you know is sergey you know is tom going to be able to take the 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 punches of sergey is Power. tom gonna, is he going to be too quick is it going to be too quick for 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 sergey i mean like in terms of competitiveness and stuff where i'd be watching to be like oh my god either guy i think is going to take it i'd be watching jones and you know stipe kind of like one i'd be like man i'd be, I'd be waiting for jones to deliver that finishing sort of move but at the same time taking it in from both guys thinking like man i gotta soak this up because like you said we might not see either one of these guys so i'm gonna be soaking up and, and stocking it away in my heart and my brain so i could try to remember it whereas the sergey and tom yeah i mean i think it almost means it means more for the future of the division because yes. these guys are going to be around for a while yes you know yes. you know jones and and stipe they've been the, some of the greatest in the sport for a while but they're at the end of their careers in the sense of what these guys want to stick around, you know, Jones, his physicality. I mean, he's a freak of nature. He can, he can keep coming back and take some time off and come back. He's by no means physically at the end of his career in Stipe. He's got his, at this point, he's almost moved on. I mean, if he's been gone for three years, it's so tough coming back. But if there's anything watching like the boxing, boxing's one thing where, you know, one of the guys that's fighting on this card, Carlos Takam, um, he was there when we were um, watching Ngana work out. Dude's like 42, maybe a little bit older than that. And some things like boxing, you can see the older guys that are still doing well when they're sort of freak of nature's and they're and they're in great shape. MMA, you can't. They, it's not. Po- it's not possible. It's just too hard can't. on the body. It's, it's, it's too hard. No, it's way too hard. And, and I've I've talked to a lot of guys. You know, Ben Rothwell, chief among them, but a lot of guys that have gone yeah. on to bare knuckle. Right, they're doing like BKSCF, and they're like, dude, this extends my career so much because I don't have to do wrestling. I don't have to do grappling. Right. Like all I need to do is just work my hands and work my cardio, and it's so much yep. easier on the work body. Head so movement. That's it. That's it. And so you don't. You, and, and so your body can do it longer. You just you just can't in the heavyweight division in mixed martial arts because so much going on. So, which kind of leads me to something else because I did see a lot of people either criticizing Stipe or criticizing the UFC and going like, well, how come it's a whole new matchup? Why wasn't Stipe offered, you know, these guys? And, I, I you know, we have – look, it's all kind of just happened. We haven't had a chance to talk to all parties involved. Um, yep. But I have no doubt in my mind that Stipe had zero interest whatsoever in facing Sergey Pavlovich yep. or Tom Aspinall. It's, and why would he? No, he, he wants the legacy of facing John Jones. You know 100%. what I mean? The, the man, it. the man doesn't need the money. The man doesn't really seem to love the spotlight, love you know yep. the fighting that much. He did it as a means to an end, and so he's not going to come in and face these next generation guys. He's interested in one fight and one fight only, and that is the Big, legacy to fight John Jones. And then walking out, walking That's out, it. whether he wins or he doesn't win. I mean, I. If he won, I don't think anybody envisions that he's going to stick around and do anything with no. it. You know, I mean, it'd be more like, thank you guys very much. I, I accomplished what I wanted to do. I wanted to beat the pound for pound, you know, what most people consider fighter in the world. But guys, you know, I've moved on. I've had a yep. great run. You know, it's been three years. This shit's hard. And just set the belt down. Just like when we saw Amanda, when she took the belt back, she's like, hey, guys, this is great. I'm just gonna lay it down right Thanks here. For you know? Thanks for the cheese. Thanks for the cheese. I'm outie. Uh, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, like one, the the two guys, whether it be Aspinall or or Sergey, are dangerous ones that you know. For any guy, you're gonna want to have a long time to prep for these guys. Granted, I think Sergey and Tom have been on each other's radar for a while. That they've yeah. been sort of preparing for them as well as other fighters. 
Whereas in Jones's case and Stipe, I mean, this this has been brewing for a long time. That's it's what these guys have been prepping for, and you don't want to take him out of that mojo and just be like, well, you know, Stipe, we were we were planning on getting you anyways. You know, why don't you still just stick in here? Because a loss to Sergey or a loss to Aspinall is a shit mar on your legacy as opposed to having your final fight be against John Jones. That's right. You know, the guy that they consider the pound for pound greatest and the guy that could go on and do crazy numbers, I believe, in the heavyweight division if oh, he yeah. stayed. Yep. You know, but um and who knows? He might, you know, we it's all of us speculating that this is going to be his last one, but he's not certainly he's certainly not making us feel like he wants to stick around. Um it's just why wouldn't he? You know, so when I heard that Stipe did when they were talking about another match, I was like, it made complete sense to me. Well, I would think it would be a, a mistake to just jump in just for this money when we've already clearly set, established he doesn't need the money. Yep, hundred percent. I mean, and, and just to further your point, not only is a loss more of a mark on your career, more more does it mar your legacy more. But a win does – I don't want to say nothing. Like, I don't want to say it does nothing for your legacy, but right. not like beating John Jones, right? I mean, not like beating Absolutely. John Jones. So I, Absolutely. So I just I just want to give Stipe a free pass, uh, and I want to give the UFC a free pass because it seems like a lot of people are like, I can't believe they handled it this way. To me, it makes sense for all parties involved to just reschedule. Now, does are you concerned at all? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock on a little wood right here in my office just so we're gonna knock on some wood here. Are you concerned that this fight never happens? That maybe that maybe something else happens. Yeah. Maybe Stipe's the one that gets hurt, like, you know, next time, or maybe it's just a long the, time. It's a long. If time. If we're talking at least eight months, it, that might as well make it a year. If we're talking a year from now, that'll be four years since we've seen Stipe. Um, that's a lot of time. I mean, it was probably a lot to just get to this point in camp. I mean, it's yep. tough separating himself from his family. I mean, he's got a family. He's got another career. Um, he's got his other things going on. The same thing for Jones. He's got to work about trying to, you know, do I want to rehab? Do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to go back in there? And is there going to be a matchup ready for me in a year? Is Steve A going to be ready? Or do I want to try to get somebody else? I mean, 100%, I think there's possibilities. I think, you know, it'd be great if these guys make a, a statement and say, no matter what, we're going to get, we're going to do this in a year, guys. But then if that's the point, I think then they almost need to say, guys, I'm coming back from one more and it's only and I want Jones and that's it. I'll come back for one more and it's Jones. And if Jones like, hey, you know, there's only a few things left in my bucket list. And one of them is beating the guy that people consider the heavyweight goat, Stipe or whatever. That's why I'll come back unless there's enough money in a matchup or some other crazy other particular thing. Um, It. You're right. There's a possibility we might never see this. I hope we do, but honestly, if if we don't, we haven't seen it yet. I, I I'm like, eh. it's it's that is what scares me about this, right? Like I'm bummed, of course, but I understand why. You know, okay, John's hurt, can't compete. Can, you know, can't question the man. Steve Bay doesn't want to fight anybody else. Can't question the man. I had no problem, but if it means. Not only that we it, – and it's not even so much about like, oh, it'll just destroy me if we never see these two guys fight each other. It'll just kind of destroy me if we just don't see either of them fight again. Because if Stipe yeah. goes, bro, that's been four years. Um, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't do it. I can't wait around that long. And then that means, you know, the last time he fought was in 2021, and, and we had no idea. And it was a loss to Francis Ngannou, and that was it. And then we never saw him again. Meanwhile, for John Jones – you know, I, I could easily see him going. Well, Stipe's gone. Uh, all I wanted was to beat Stipe. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I have no desire whatsoever to face Sergey, to face Aspinall, to face whoever. Like 
if 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 that means that like these two dudes are just done because this got delayed and they don't see anything any reason to continue on on the flip side because it doesn't happen that that will be the ultimate like sad trombone moment of like like oh god (laughs) that was it and and it's true you know but man it's funny well it's not funny you you bring up you know it's been a while since since we've seen stipe the last time we saw him was you hit you almost hate that that's the last image that you see of him getting folded back over you know i mean but man, I, you don't want to see that happen again. But it's like if it's going to happen, I'd rather see it against Jones on a big legacy fight than, you know, this upcoming, you know, Aspinall who has you know another ten years in his future to fight or something. You know. Yep. Um, yeah, it sucks. I, I was I. That's the fight why I, I thought why I was going to New York. That's yep. the fight what was 100%. motivating me to go to New York. Now I'm still going to New York, and while I like Aspinall and I like Sergey and I like going to New York, uh, it's a letdown. It, yep. it sucks. It kind of sucks because that's the fight I really, really wanted to see. That's the fight at the end of the night, you know. Like, you know, for most of us, you know, I sit in the back, I'm watching the fights, and then I'm busy editing, interviewing, editing, interview. But the one fight I get a chance to watch is the main event. The main event. And that was the main event I was looking forward to sit there and be like, all right, edits can wait. Everything can wait. Let me watch this screen and watch two of the guys that I admire and think are just fantastic fighters, great representatives for the sport, possibly fight for the last time. Yep. And I was super stoked. At, and at, now I'm at like Madison super Square, <laughs> At Madison Square Garden on <laughs> the 30th Garden. anniversary show. You know what I mean? Like everything. Yeah. And I'm with you because – and that's, and that's by the way, no insult on Yuri Prohaska and Alex Bejeda. Like that's going to be a phenomenal fight. Those yeah. two dudes are incredible. But we can see those guys fight for like two or three more times. I know. This is like the, the going away party in Madison Square Garden with all the marbles. It's the greatest of all yep. time against the greatest heavyweight of all time. Who walks away the victor? And they lay it down and you watch them walk by press row for the last time and you, and you soak it yep. all in it's like ah so I, I'm, I'm with you man as, as it, it is a weird feeling because I'm incredibly excited about Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Pavlovich sure. I'm incredibly excited for it but it's just a letdown because it's like it doesn't have that oh kind of feel so well think about it for the fighter too like if you know that your last fight you're going to be walking out T-Mobile is a great venue Fighters want to come to Vegas. Fighters are begging sure. to come to Vegas to fight at T-Mobile. It's it's night and day difference. It's not Madison Your last walk, MSG, or, yeah. or, or, the, or the T-Mobile arena. Like, it's it's hard to compare. Like, it's such a storied arena. It's such a, a namesake of fighting combat sports. T-Mobile can't it – can't, it's not even close. And that's no, and that's no disrespect. Close. T-Mobile's a, a, no, a great T-Mobile's venue. No, T-Mobile's awesome. Beautiful venue, beautiful atmosphere. Um, but it's just different, man. It's it's yeah. different, number one, because of the history that you said. It's history, different, yeah. number two, because of the atmosphere, right? You know what I mean? It's not like everybody rolling in from the casino at MSG. It's crazy yeah. New Yorkers packing the New thing Yorkers from the start. crazy. Oh, they go nuts, There's man, so many so. ethnic groups there that, I mean, like, the crowd just gets nuts. Like, it's much more – I mean, like, when you have people coming to town for Vegas, it can get rowdy. And there can be pockets of, like, just craziness when you have, like, the Irish come in. Or when you have the Brazilians come in. And when you have the rowdy English come in. You have these moments. New York is just, it's so jam-packed full of just crazy, just fanatical fans that are so proud of the countries that they represent that they're just loud. And it's just, there's nothing like it. I mean, it really, and it's such a storied venue. I think, 
I think that's one place for sure where I think even the crowd gets into it just as much as the fighters understanding that it's a big venue and it's a big mm. moment. They understand when they go to watch these fights that it's their job to be loud and get rowdy, and they do it so well. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. I mean, MSG, it's hard to compare MSG to any other um, venue in yep. the States when it comes to something that brings that oomph. There, there's no there's no other storied place like it. I mean, what can there's nothing that I mean, tell me, what can we put above it? Nothing. In, and, in and the and States, I, and, there's nothing. And and I'm telling you, man, and I've and we've been we've been in every venue there is. Every big venue there yeah. is, we've been there. And there's just something special. It's it, it's an iconic venue for a reason, so I'm a bum. Uh listen, we'll 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 talk about USC two ninety five the week in New York. I was just thinking about that actually. We always record on Wednesdays, but I actually don't get there until Thursday. Maybe we push back a day and do it on Thursday night so we can do it together. So we got, well, we've got a media day too, and then maybe we can grab on some of the uh the uh, other guys that might be in the hot yeah. team will be there, and then maybe there'll be some other ones. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, that works for me. Maybe wait a day until it, we'll go one day later yeah. since we'll be in New York and we can do it on site. Um, but I guess I'll just ask you: uh, Do you ha- do you have an early lean? I mean, I, you hear the matchup, Sergey. It's it's wait, what's that, Sergey? Sergey, I'm leaning. I'm leaning, Sergey. I think power, the power, just the power, huh? I mean, I I mean, I think Aspinall is incredible. I mean, I think he he's really he's actually got one hell of a chin, and he's got great speed, and he has good power. Um, but Sergey's got a hell of a chin on him too, oh, man. man. He's just got great power. I mean, he's just been, he's really, really impressed me his last couple of times. So when I, I initially have my, uh, my pick, maybe things will change. And he's just such a huge dude. Tank. Tom's a big boy, but Sergey is <laughs> giant. Man. He is a tank. He is just giant. A bricked I mean, up he was fire a guy that I was iffy on Jones. Like Sergey and Jones to me, I'm like, dude, that's a legit tough match for Jones. Like as much as people. You know, I, I put Jones really, really high up there, but Sergey, man, I I can't immediately lean and say I was going to go Jones on that particular fight. Yeah, this particular one, I'm going to lean. I lean more on Sergey, um, but maybe maybe something fight week. Um, Tom's coming in with that mojo, and I and, and you can't swing it. So um, I have a tougher time picking the co-main event uh, than I do in this uh, Aspinall and Sergey one. I'm, well, that I'm is the co-main. Questions. That is the co-main. The main. The main yeah, oh yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which. I was like, why? I mean, I get it. <laughs> you got the heavyweights. Heavyweights there. You put the heavyweight as the one, you know what I mean? Honestly. Like, heavy is good and all, but I mean, I, heavyweight. I, I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. I mean, right, because, uh, man, that's a good point. Because it was it already the, the co-main. Why bump a, it? Just that's a good point. Cause, <laughs> okay, because the, st- I mean, the, the title's on the line. It's five rounds, so the stakes don't change whether it's main or co-main. And the right. co-main event – now, the co-main event – I mean, I see the argument, right? Like, Yuri Prasca and Alex Pajero are both former champions, so maybe it's because they're former champions. But they're also fighting for a vacant title, right? So right. it's like – it's, not, it's like, not like they're worried about the heavyweights not making weight, right? Like, I know it's a shorter, oh, yeah. it's a shorter notice, but it, they're heavyweights. Like, no, that's actually a good point. I because it. I would see like if it was Yuri Prohaska defending his title, then I would say, well, in the main event. Yeah, sure. you can't put the reigning champion in the co-main sure. event for a vacant belt. I would go, okay, I get that. That's actually a good point. I didn't even I think mean, about that. If, if they're thinking, well, the vacant's going to be a real belt, the interim's going to be an interim belt, so you know maybe it's lesser tiered. But yeah. it's like, bro, they're both going for title fights, and it, but it's a heavyweight fight. It's true. Everybody loves the heavyweights, and this is the fight that, I mean, I don't know. So, yeah, you're right. It is. It is the co-main, because I, I got it switched in my head, because I was like, why? Why That's would you funny. move it? It was it was already, they, those guys were fine as the co-main. Uh, you don't need to bump it up. I'm, and I'm, I'm more, 
between the two fights, I mean, I'm more excited to see how the heavyweight fight lays out than the light heavy. It's it's very, very intriguing. It's very intriguing. All right, well, we'll talk about that in New York. Uh, USC 294 was this past weekend, which is crazy because it feels like a lifetime ago now but with everything that really? just unfolded, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but, uh, listen, I, I, I talked a lot about uh, everything that happened at USC 294. Obviously, everybody that supports us at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow got to hear it on the and a half edition, so I appreciate everybody that supports us over there. Uh, anybody that listens to uh, Cage Side with John Morgan, uh, you know, the, a little, you know, the side project over there, they got to hear my thoughts there. And then, uh, shout out to the folks at uh, USC Unfiltered. They actually had me on the USC Unfiltered podcast to talk USC 294. So I have talked a lot of USC 294 <laughs> fallout. Uh, I, if you've heard any of those, you've had a chance to, to hear my opinion on everything and my thoughts. But I guess I just wanted to kind of... You know, touch with touch base with you and see if there was anything that, that came out of it. I mean, uh, is the Mahashev obviously the dominant win over Alexander Volkanovsky? We yeah. saw the emotional Alexander Volkanovsky afterwards. He's he since kind of said, "Don't worry, guys, I'm okay." You know, I, I did get caught up, but I'm all right at the moment. Um, you know, so there was that. Uh, I guess there's continued debate. I, I guess let me ask you this: your, your opinion, because I, I man, I'm I, I don't even know where I stand on this because I'm so torn on it. I think the, the 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 real debate right now seems to be what's the next matchup to make for Islam Mahasha. So if you were in the war room, you were uh, what's the new guy, the matchmaker, the the the, the guy they Joe. hired, Joe. His name is Joe. So you the, Joe gets sick and he has to call in for the day, and they're like, "Cold coffee, Joe can't make it today. <laughs> uh, come on, come on it's over all, here." Uh, Oliver, 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 not Gaethje. No, I mean I like Gaethje. I mean I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset about either one of them. Um, if the eye is going to be a possibly an issue, like I mean it was a cut, it was just short. I mean like I think they just they just couldn't do it. I mean if that's the thing that was stopping, I mean it was his fight already. Yep. So I don't. It feels weird to take it away from him. And if you know, um, it's not like you want to make him fight for it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset either one. But uh, I just I just in my mind was just like, well, it was his fight before I just give it back to him. Yeah. You know? And, and that, see, that's where I stand too, because it, it is. It, so here's the, the thing for me. And, and the reason I say I have a hard time doing it because we do, I, I do want to see Justin Gaethje fight is the Mahashev, right? Like they haven't fought yeah. yet. And so I yep. want to see them fight and we a know what matchup. Yeah. Yep. It's a fresh matchup and we know what a destructive force Justin Gaethje is. And I think it would be great. Yep. So I do want to see that fight, but I, but I, I feel the same way as you if like, with like, well, Charles Oliveira, it's not, I mean, it's not as – I mean, it, it is his fault, I guess, but it's not his fault. I mean, yeah. it, it, don't take it away from him. You know what I mean? It was an unfortunate accident. And, listen, he beat Justin Gaethje, right? So you have that as well. So it's like, hold on, man. You're going to take my opportunity and you're going to give it to somebody I beat? Like, I fought that guy when you wanted me to and I beat him and I beat him pretty convincingly and now you're going to give him my shot. So it's weird because I really, really, really do want to see Justin Gaethje fight against Islam, but – I don't want to take it away from Charles Oliveira. If, if Charles is ready to go, I think you go with Charles, right? Yeah. And it's weird because, you know, <clears throat> we saw Volk go in there and we were like, man, he's got his second shot at him. You know, I wonder how things are going to be different. You know, granted, it was short notice. He didn't have a whole camp to really sort of prep, but he had done the work. He had done the work. We knew that we were going to see the best Volk going in there, regardless of whether it was a full camp or not. He was prepared. And... Islam just looked like a beast. So there's part of us that are like, well, man, maybe Oliver, maybe it'll be different this time. Maybe it's going to be different. He's yeah. going to have a full camp. He's going to be whatever. But that stuff can go right out the window. You know, who knows? But, yeah, just in the terms of fairness, which, you know, the UFC and the way they pick fights, it's always about <laughs> it's fairness. All, it's always about and who fair. Is deserving, what's deserved. The most deserving. <laughs> uh, I would I would just like to at least try to act like we have a semblance of, hey, it was his fight. An injury <laughs> took him out. He should get the next shot. But, um 
if they gave it to Gage, I understand it. That's the entertainment side of things. I mean, yeah. um, if there was one that I think sells better on paper, I think it's Gagey. Yep. But for me, um, yeah, I mean, I like I would like to see Oliver get another shot because I think he's earned it. He's he's a guy that for a lot of his career, I just feel like he was overlooked and he was just getting passed over. He wasn't getting the, the, the nods as much as he wanted to try to get in there. So I felt like they were doing better of giving him those opportunities. So, I mean, don't forget. You can't forget the champ's name, man. The champ's name the champ, is there. He and does if, have if a if name. If you don't remember who the champ's name, <laughs> the champ's name is Charles Oliver. You got to put him in there. You got to give him a shot. But uh, I wouldn't be sad if it was Gagey because uh, honestly, it's going to sell a hell of a lot better yeah. than the Oliver fight. Uh, I think the the fight week talk will be better. Yeah. Um, I just think the 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 hype going that that fight week um, would just be better. No, um, so it'd, it'd be interesting, but um, yeah, I think Oliver should get it, but I wouldn't be sad if it was Gagey. Now the pre-fight dental uh, won't be as as, as oh, great man. if Charles He's got isn't great there. Teeth, man, <laughs> the boy spent his money wisely. You know, you got people going out there trying to get cars, and I'm sure he probably did, and cars and girls and houses and all this other stuff. But the man went out there and he said. I want to get my teeth, and my teeth. Uh, as a man that needs some dental work myself, I'm very, I'm very jealous of his uh, his his work. Uh, so I understand his I understand his uh, his uh, choices, and uh, uh, yeah, funny. man's got he's, man's he's got a smile, man. He's got uh, a smile. So I'll tell you what, it's kind of interesting given what just happened last night. But in my rankings this week for the for the UFC, I actually moved Islam to number one pound for pound. I've had John Jones since he came back. I put him right back at number uh, one. Yeah, you must have been reading what Frank Dukes was saying. Uh, what Frank Dukes was saying? Not the or Frank Dukes. Dukes. Of Frank. Dukes oh, of Frank. No, no, no. I thought I thought you were on talking Patreon. About... Dukes of Frank was calling you out on Patreon. Oh, I, I was didn't gonna bring see it that. up and see if you actually no. did it. But it's funny. Uh, it, went, it sent me down a rabbit hole going looking at Frank Dukes yesterday and uh, the whole uh, blood sport. But then whether the actual real Frank Dukes, he supposedly, you know, like there was this book, Stolen Valor, and he, you know, supposedly his military career doesn't add up and all this other little stuff, and then he never actually did. Yeah. Uh, fight in the Kumite. Blah 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 blah. It's a story. But Dukes of Frank's, which made me think. I always I hear, he, I read Dukes of Frank, and then I like, in my head I get stuck Frank Dukes, and then I get stuck on Bloodsport. But he was he was talking a little bit about here. I'll just read it to you. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm throwing I'd you on the bus. Yet. No, no. He's like John. Y'all got to bring up the pound for pound talk. Islam has victories over number three pound for pound twice. Alex was ranked higher and also is a win over number five Charles Oliveira and you have John Jones you mentioned on the and a half podcast you still have Jones number one who doesn't have a single win over anybody in the top 15 pound for pound it's not a lifetime achievement award John come on bud it's just kind of feeds the overwhelming narrative that there's more going on to these rankings and you know the talk about it with the pound with a pay-per-view coming up for John love the story as always just keeping it real yeah. blah 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 so yeah no, Frank no. was busting your chops but it seems you 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 switched it Maybe he subliminally – I had not seen that message yet. I will log on to <laughs> Patreon.com today. I, I checked it afterwards, but I, I guess he did it after the last time I was on. So I will log on today and respond to him. But, yes, he will be happy Yeah, that was just like that, last night. It was like 18 hours ago. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah no, I, I hadn't logged in since yesterday. So, no. Uh, yeah, no, I switched it. I actually switched it because, man, you, you know, you, you see me. your thought process. <laughs> he subliminally kumitated me. He done chung lead your shit. He's like, <laughs> 
such a great movie. It, it's just, it's, uh, it's, I know. It's, I was literally going to go back and watch it after I got stuck in the rabbit hole last night. I was like, you uh, should watch that again. That I and, love like, that Kickboxer, movie. Kickboxer, but Bloodsport was the shit. Bloodsport was my favorite. And it is it is crazy to hear, like, uh, I mean, obviously, in well, anyway, I won't go down the Frank Duke's rabbit hole. I hate the fact that all yeah. this stuff is the stolen valor, but it was like, come on. You know that didn't happen. But anyway. Um, no, <laughs> Makes it's, great movies. Makes great TV. It's a hell of a movie, though. It's a hell of a movie. So when John Jones came back, I did put him at number one pound for pound. And I was like, man, it's John Jones. You think about what he accomplished, and you think about that, you know, now he moved up a weight class, and he went to heavyweight, and he dominated Ciro Gan. How can you not call him pound for pound? But I'm telling you, man, after this last week, uh, I, I just looked at it. You, you know, you've seen my rank. I have a spreadsheet where I keep everything because I, I'm real visual. I like to see things side by side. I, I, I like to see their resumes right next to each other. And that's why I have the spreadsheet where I keep the last three years worth of data all, you know, next to each other. And when I saw it, man, and I, and I added that line for Alexander Volkanovsky, KO, and then I looked at Islam Mahakshev. I mean, career records. John Jones has that insane record, 27-1. and Basically, should be 28-0. We all know that. But let's call it what it is, 27-1. Hey, Islam at this point is 25-1. and That's right there. I mean, that's very, yeah. very close. And when you look at the last three years, John Jones, he's got the win over Gone. Amazing. Moved up to heavyweight. Dominated. Yeah. The, the, you know, amazing. Incredible. But then I look at Islam. I got a win over Volkanovski. A win over Volkanovski. A win over Oliveira. Bobby Green, Dan Hooker, Tiago Moises, Drew Dober. Now, you could take Green, Hooker, Tiago Moises, and Drew Dober, and I know a lot of people question the resume and go, come on, man, he didn't beat everybody. I will always remind people he was calling everybody out on his way up to the top, and nobody wanted to fight yep. him. Some matchups fell through. But when I look at that consecutively, Volkanovski, Volkanovski, Oliveira, and oh, by the way, in my pound-for-pound -pound rankings – Volkanovski is now number three, and Oliveira is number four. That's it. So, that's so it. how so, do you discount that? I mean, like yep. that's the crazy. What he was able to do to Volkanovski when this is the guy that people were, were starting to like say should Volk be at the top of the list? Should Volk be the guy at the list? And he's just beat him twice in the last time in crazy fashion. Yep. Like it makes sense. It makes sense. As much as it's funny you read those names because it feels like he still hasn't been around for all that long. It's like he kind of makes these splash, and then you don't hear from him from a little bit. The guy is a wrecking ball in that division, man, and it's hard to it's hard to not hard to not put him up there when yeah. you when you lay out those names. But let, just with Volk and Oliveira right there, I mean, like that's huge. That's it's huge. It, it's massive. And so he didn't he didn't make the move in the pound for pound rankings, but in my personal vote, he did after the last win. So in my vote, he was number one. The official rankings, he didn't make it up. So I guess the rest of the panel didn't feel that way. Uh, but I, I just wanted to share that with you, and I will make Frank sure that Dukes I share about that. To, about to give them a call. I will share that with Dukes and Frank. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure that he finds everybody else's Patreon so he can log on to there and, and, and let them know as well about it. I so, uh, love it. Uh, the love la it. You know, the last thing I was going to say about Wokonoski, here, here's what's curious, right? Uh, because most people, you, you know how it works. You go 0-2 against a champ, you don't get a third try. Wokonoski, I would say, if anybody deserves a third crack at Islam, it would be him, right? Because, number one, he there, he did take this one on short notice. He stepped up and saved the pay-per-view. So you know that that helps the UFC and, and, and you get some favor. And, number two, he was the one that was able – that was willing to give Max Holloway the multiple rematches, right? So I yeah. think, you know, I, I think but that that's he that's his division. Ex it, well, that's where I was going to go with it. If anybody deserves it, it's Volkanovski. But I got to be honest with you, 
I don't want to see it, man. I go yeah. back. To, I, I want to see him go back to 45. There's some studs at 45. That's clearly the natural weight class. I yeah. know the competitor in him is probably going to be calling for this third fight and come on, let me. But it sounds like it sounds like you and I are on the same page. Love yeah. you, Volkanovski. I'm certainly not. I, man, I love Alexander Volkanovski. I love seeing that video of the way he was treated when he got back home. You know what I mean? That the, was so cool. Amazing. You know what I mean? That I thought was so that cool. That's so cool of a community to embrace their guy yeah. and be like, hey, bro. Don't worry, yeah. man. We, we we know you lost, but you put your body on the line. You put your reputation on the line, and we love you, and we're going to show you that. So I love me some Alexander Volkanovsky. This is not a shot at Alexander Volkanovsky. This is no criticism of Alexander Volkanovsky, but I just want to see him focus on featherweight. Yeah, and it's just – it's just weird because yeah, it's the it's a it's the third shot and you're not not your division. You know, it was this great yep. thing that you were allowed to go up. You know, because you were the champ. But it's like you can't keep. You know, and we said the same thing when when uh, Connor was trying to just jump around and was so caught on trying to be a double champ champ, which eventually he was able to do. But it's like, bro, don't let your own division go stagnant because you're mm-hmm. you're trying to go all these dreams. Like we gave you two shots. Oh man, uh, I love I love Alex. I mean, there was something like watching, uh, and we we talk about this from time to time. Uh, whereas you never understand, or you never can really tell what somebody's going through. This is a guy at that you know at the top of his career. It seems like everything is going great. You know, obviously, yes, he lost, and like you said, you know, he was, he was caught up in those feels that night. But then when you see the emotion, you know, you know, when people are like, "Well, was this a mistake?" Whatever, you know, and there to hear him say, you know, like I need to be fighting, I need to you know, have that, that thing going on, whether that means, you know, it helps, you know, expel demons in somebody's head, you know, you never know what, what a fighter might be going through, but to see the emotion, it was more so, you know, than just, Oh, I'm upset. I lost this fight. I mean, like, here's a guy that lost his chance, but he was trying to explain to people, you know, like I need to be active. I need to be fighting and to see that emotion, uh boy it was it was hard like i got choked up watching i was like holy shit you know like uh it, it just it's it just really makes the the moment really for me watching it, it just it became much more somber much more like okay let me just stop paying attention to other shit that's going on because i was helping edit and do other little sort of stuff but then once i saw that i was like i need to pay attention to what this man has to say yeah. he's clearly bearing more of his soul of what this means. I was like, I need to really watch it. And I'm just like, how can you not uh, just appreciate, you know, one, the effort that they showed in the cage, but then as well, getting out of it and being um, strong and open and, and allowing some of those emotions to come out, you know, and show what this means. And when a lot of times we forget that people, that these are people as well as entertainers that are out there putting it all on the line for us. So that was it was something it was it was touching i was moved when i saw it you know and, and part of it's because I, I respect the guy I, I respect everything he does but you know it's one of those moments where it's like you can't forget that these are human beings first going through other little stuff and we always want man if he would have just put a full fight camp or oh did he rush to get in there and it's like bro if, if people have the reasons why they choose to do what they do on a daily basis and let alone these fighters choosing to go in there and fight in a cage and we love the entertainment side and they love the challenge. But as well, you know, if, the, if fighting and in training is a mechanism that somebody uses to deal with other issues in life and other things that they're dealing with, so be it, let them do it. You know, and this was one of these moments where the guy's like, guys, I'd need to do this sort of stuff. You know, there's, and he didn't really elaborate, he didn't go in and it's a lot of it's, 
you know, us, but I think we can get the gist of what he was trying to sort of say and emote to us, man. And it was a, uh, it was powerful. It was, powerful. Uh, I was, I was just like, holy shit. I, I've literally got choked up watching. I was just like, man, uh, I wasn't expecting this yep. watching like the, the, the interview with him, you know, I'm, and one, we always appreciate when a guy, you know, you lose and then you take the time to, to come back and say, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy literally got knocked out. He could have clearly just said, guys, I don't want to deal with this. I want to go. Let me go to the hospital and be with my family. I mean, we saw it when Izzy lost. Yep. This was a this was a bad knockout. And he was like, you know, guys. And he still went out there. And as he was burying his heart out there, I was like, man, it was, uh, it was very moving. I was really, really grateful that he did it. But if anybody doubts, you know, what these fighters, what these fights mean to people and then the effort that it that they're putting into it. It was just a clear reminder that it's much more than just a fight when they go in there. And it's much more than just entertainment, you know, so well said. When, when they so see it, it, it is so well said. And I think people need that reminder sometimes, man, I, this, this is not the normal sport, right? This is not, you just go lose a game and whatever, and you go home and you get ready for the next game or whatever. It's, it's, it's a lot different than that. So um, that's well said, man. I think people need that reminder sometimes. Uh, last thing I want to ask you about 294, I, I, you know, Hamza Shemaev, you know, the, the 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 fight with Usman was said that the winner gets the next title shot. And I'm sure the UFC will probably live up to that. Uh, Shemaev is a big star. He moves the needle. The, 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 the back and forth, the, the back and forth between him and Sean Strickland is going to be absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. Oh my, it's going it's to gonna be, be nuts. nuts. Um, but do you think there's any chance at all? And I, here's the only thing, and, and, and I'll, I'll go this ahead and make like that layout. discussion earlier where we're like, you know, the guys that are deserving to get the fights, of course it's going to be Oliveira. You know, I, I, he's <laughs> had the fight before. Well, He'll never just do one of these other things. That's what I was going to say. I mean, here's <laughs> the only way I think that this might happen is if it turns out that this hand injury is worse than we think it is and, and, and Shemaev has to be out for a while. And then yeah. – it might happen, and it won't be because the UFC made the right decision. It'll be because they got forced into the right decision. But I'm just going to say it now, and I'm calling it the right decision. I'm sorry. The right decision right now is Drickus Duplessis, man. That dude – and, 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 and I'm not ta- – and again, I'm not taking that as a criticism of Hamzat Shemaev or anything like that. I think Hamzat is amazing, man, and I think he has future champion written all over him. And like I said, I, you know – It'll be amazing whoever he's talking shit to before a title fight. But if it's him and Sean yep. Strickland, it'll be amazing. But I just think when you look at the run that Drick has had, when you look at the win he had over Robert Whitaker, I think he's the guy, man. And, and, and again, I'm, it's not a criticism of Shemaev. I just I feel like Drickus is the right choice right now. I don't think the UFC is going to make it. Maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe they'll make it wrong. Maybe they'll get forced into making the right decision if this hand injury is worse than it should be. But I feel like the matchup should be Drickus. It, uh, it, do you think there's any chance it happens, or do you think, it, no, it's it's going to be Hamzat? I mean, it would have to be Hamzat. Well, I was going to say Hamzat, he would, I think his hand, whether it's messed up or not, wants to go in there and fight, and, and if he could lie about it, he will. Um, <laughs> just hanging in lamp we, or whatever. He's like, no, yeah, it's just good. Like, he's like, I don't even need it. I'll smash <laughs> this guy without my hand. I'll, I'll smash my one hand behind my back, the, the broken one. Uh but, I mean, what's crazy is, like, when you think about the fight week with Drickus, if Drickus and Strickland, that would be a crazy fight week, too. Like, there's going to be mad talk that's going to be happening that week as well. Um, but you never know. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's hard. to Hamza's just got so much momentum, and the guy's had it since day one in the, in the UFC. I mean, the, he's been 
pushing in that trajectory. What's just odd about some of these guys is that you don't see these fights unless they're doing international things. So part of that really starts to limit to where, okay, well, when do we want to have this fight happen? And then when you want the fight to happen, all right, well, this is, is this typically when we're overseas? Then maybe we can make something happen. But I can't remember the last time that some of these guys have came to the States. You know, I, I, I mean, who knows? I mean, I think they would want to have that one be again, be another big venue overseas to kind of capitalize on both, you know, well, at least if it was like a Drickus Wharf, it's maybe in the Hamza, they want to be able to capitalize on some of the international fans that maybe want to go where Strickland, like you could put them anywhere in the States. It'd be fine, but um, it'd just be interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's in terms of hype and who's bringing it and who would to get, I think, more people are paying attention to it's it's Hamza, but yeah, I mean Drickus. It was again. It was another where it was his fight. <laughs> it was yeah. his fight. Well, before and, he got taken out and lost it to Strickland. And and let me just say, and 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 here's what I think even compounds it even more, right? Because when we, when we knew that they were basically going to pass over Drickus, we were like, okay, well that sucks. But on the bright side. You could still now you can do Drickus and Izzy even if it's not for a title and oh my gosh the heat there yeah. man it'll be amazing but Izzy's basically said like hey man you know, yeah I'm on it. the sidelines for a while I'm out that's for a while it. so now there's not even like you can't even come to us with the idea like no 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 don't get me wrong we thought Drickus deserved it too but this rivalry we got to settle this it's too much you can't even tell us that now so so what are you gonna yeah. say like well Drickus you can either wait or uh, you got to fight Jared Cannonier next or something, which he's hurt now too. So I, I mean, what, yeah. <laughs> you know, Roman Delete, you got to fight Roman Delete right now. You got to fight Paulo Costa now. I mean, I don't and it's know. crazy because, like, yeah, I mean, you'd, I'd like to see that Drickus and like a Strickland one, but I mean, if you ask me who I want to see, even though I know that's for a title, I'd rather see Drickus and Izzy over oh, Drickus I know. and Strickland. I know. Like, if, like if you make that a possibility, it's like. Yeah, sold, sold. Let's do it. Let's do I know. it. That'd be amazing. It's not, I mean, it's not oh. even a. It's not even a ch- option. It's just like yeah, just done, done. Especially, espe- especially if they do get Africa anytime soon. I mean, that would be in- yeah. Two proud Africans good, but- fighting, in, fighting for the 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 right of the country. Um, I'm not even touching that. All right, let's move on. Speaking of so ridiculous. I'm not even touching that. So ridiculous. Drick is one day is going to look back. I I would hope look back at some of the stuff he said and realize like yeah. Maybe we were on the wrong side of some of this stuff. <laughs> you just kind of hope. You just kind of hope. And if not, you're like, all right, bro, just just roll with it, I guess. Just like, roll like, with it. Like one day he's like 70 years old and he's sitting around watching like the History Channel. And he's like, oh, shit. I get it now. <laughs> ah, that's what they were talking about. That's what they were talking about. Oh, ah, I get it. no. Get it. Huh. <laughs> he like huh. calls up a 70-year-old Israel Adesanya and is like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. I get it now. <laughs> My, my bad. I my had bad. no. I had no idea. We, yeah. There was some terrible stuff. Did you know what was happening over here? There was some terrible. I just watched. I watched this documentary today. Oh my gosh! It I was crazy. My great grandparents were pretty awesome. <laughs> oh man. Oh, well. All right. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about uh, what's going on over in Saudi Arabia because I know that even though you didn't make the trip over there, that you've certainly been very heavily involved in assisting with getting all the the coverage done uh, for your site over there for Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury. Uh, and I guess I, I just want to kind of your site. You know that old place. You that know old it. place. <laughs> they get no mentions here. <laughs> They who shall not be named. No free plugs over here, baby. Uh, no, listen. Uh, okay, MMA junkie. Uh, you're, you're helping get everything created yes, for indeedy. MMA junkie. Well, yes, indeedy. To be honest, I didn't 
not say it because I was trying to be mean to them. It just I was like, "What MMA junkie covering boxing?" But I get it. It's yeah, Francis Ngannou. But it's Francis. It's Francis. And and but on the flip side too, you know, Tyson Fury. I mean, like when it comes to combat sports, it's hard to compete with this guy's his his star power. And and we were joking about it a little bit before we started recording. Just his personality. I mean, his one liner. Some of the stuff he's been saying. It's just gold. I mean, he's just been teeing off on Francis, all in fun. Yeah. Like today, at the and then like the when the presser, he's like, he's like, he's a sausage. The man's afraid to take his clothes off. Obviously, he's a big fat sausage. You know, he's like, he's like, he's like, this is what a body should look like. This is what a fighter takes his shirt off. And he's like, this is twenty five rounds ready. You know, all this other uh, stuff. And he's like, Francis is just a big fat sausage. That's why he won't take his shirt off. That is so great. He is a very entertaining. And you know what? It is worth it. You know, because I, because you know, it's funny. Like you said, we were talking before we started recording. I kind of feel like. This week, you've become more of a Tyson Fury fan than you ever had, and I wonder if it's because. And I think they. 100%. I mean, I, I don't know if if. Uh, I think they I just, just paid more attention to some of the the how sharp he is, and just his his mind is. I think it's what so many people got fascinated by Connor at the beginning when he was on it, and he was really just saying all this stuff. You're like, man, I've never heard like lines like that, and just part so of it, some of the humor, like. We don't call people sausages. Like, like, what, like, what is like some of the phrases? Maybe it's just it's just funny, you know, to me to hear well, some of these things. But he's just so sharp, man. He's so sharp. He is so sharp, and and it's funny though. But it, and, and what I was gonna say is that I don't know if if they were brilliant in picking this weekend or if they just got lucky with the schedule. But usually, you and I. Uh are deeply entrenched. So even if there's a Tyson Fury fight going on, and it's funny because, you know, some of our colleagues will be like, oh, did you hear what Tyson Fury said today and this and that? And, but we're so entrenched in the, in the UFC fight or, or whatever we're doing that we, don't, we just pick up little bits and pieces. This week, there's no competition, right? So you can yeah. really take time to watch that stuff, to key in on it, to see it. And so I will say this to them, man. I, again, I don't know if they got lucky or if they were brilliant in picking their date because there's no competition and I feel like they're getting to enjoy the spotlight even more than they normally would yeah. if they were competing with a big UFC event this week. So that works out great. Um, it is – the price point's steep, man. Seventy nine ninety nine is steep. I'm, I'm not going to uh, – you know, I can't downplay that. That is expensive. It is early. It's in the afternoon on Saturday, so I think uh, 2 p.m. Eastern – is, is when it starts. So, you know, if it, it's, it's not a fight that's going to take up your Saturday night. Um what do you think, man? Where's where's your interest? I it's I'm I am interested in this just because and this is something I was saying earlier in the week, um, is that I think if you're gonna buy this, I think you have to get yourself ready for the fact that it's probably not gonna be competitive. I mean, if you're gonna put down your seventy nine ninety nine, you might for seventy nine ninety nine, you might get to watch live the biggest upset in combat sports history. Because that's what this would be. This would be the biggest upset in combat sports history. If Francis Ngannou wins, so for seventy nine nine nine, you might get to watch that live. You're probably not. <laughs> You're probably yeah. not going to. But what I think you can, and this is what I what I, what I said earlier in the week, and I'll say it here as well, is that I think if you're going to buy this and you you go into it with the idea that you know what I'm paying for. I'm paying for the spectacle. I'm paying for yep. a moment of time in history where this – when does this ever happen where the reigning UFC champion of the world leaves the UFC and goes and fights, you know, one of the greatest boxers of all time. And, and so I think you just enjoy and, – and, and now, you know, they're in Saudi Arabia. They're going to do it over the top. They do everything big. 100%. It, so I think if you're going to buy it, just buy it and enjoy the spectacle. Realize it's probably not going to be especially competitive – if you're an MMA fan like we are at heart and you're always cheering for our guy against the yeah. boxing guy, B 
be prepared to go home sad. <laughs> uh, but if you drink go a, and drink a few extra, save ha- a few beers for afterwards. Have a few to, to drown your sorrows in afterwards. You're absolutely right about that. But I mean, you got to be happy for Francis. The guy wanted to be a boxer before he wanted to be a mixed martial artist. Now he's getting to do that. He's getting yeah. you know significant compensation for it as well. So good for him on that end. Um, and it's a, it's a, it is a historic event. It's cool. So I, I think it's cool. It's an exhibition, which doesn't. I saw some people getting kind of ruffled that it's not really going to be a fight. I don't even care about that. They're going to go out there and fight. Um, and listen. Francis so it's Ngannou. not going on his record. If you say exhibition, so it, I, but I thought it was. It's going to have the. So it has boxing rules, but it's not going to go on as a, a loss. That is my understanding. Is that the last I heard? I thought. And it again, was, but maybe you know not. how they they kind of move these things around a little bit. But the last yeah. I heard is that it was an exhibition, uh, and so it won't go on their records. But I mean, we're still going to see it happen. So whether it goes on their 100%. records or not, it happens. Um, they're going to go 100. percent It's not like they're doing a sparring event. Like when you see Mayweather sometimes go out there and he's like, "Well, the guy could he could win every round he wants. I don't care. It's an exhibition. I don't care. It's just, I'm just moving around out there. No, they're going to yeah. go for it. And look, if, if if anybody has a puncher's chance, it is Francis Ngannou. The dude does hit hard, right? Yeah. But I mean, Deontay Wilder hits. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear Bruce in my head. Like, you were paid to say that, didn't you? <laughs> That's great. But De- look, Deontay Wilder hits pretty hard. And, yeah. and Tyson Fury, man, for a man his size, moves so well. It's going to be really hard yeah. for Francis to, to lay a hand on him. But uh, I don't know. What's, what's your thought? Knowing that you've been entrenched, I know you've been helping turn around a lot of the videos, so you've seen a lot of the stuff that's going on over there. What, what's your excitement level on this? Where, where you stand on it? I'm definitely excited. And to go back to when you were thinking about whether they picked this day, I mean, the, these this group over here, this Saudi Arabian group that's been behind this, they've been on it with their streams. The qualities look good. They start in advance. It's not like I'm stressing waiting here. I wish they would send me an email to say for sure they're actually going to push me something. But that being said, um, I think they do know what they were doing when they picked this day. I mean, I think these guys are so smart because they're look, they're putting so much money into this. I think they probably looked at the calendar and were like, okay, let's, let's talk to the UFC. Let's see what things are sort of happening. Let's see when we can't make the best date that's going to work out for them. I'm sure these guys all talk when it comes to like big major money events. You know, like, hey, don't put anything on this day. And we'll, we'll throw you a bone, another another event, another weekend, some month out here, something. So in terms of, like, production value, it's fantastic. And I'm sure fight night it's going to be absolutely incredible and it's going to be gangbusters. As for the fight, I think you laid it out pretty good. I mean, I think, yes, we all, we all going to be tuning in because we want to see that what if moment. You know, what can happen? What's going to happen when he, when he lands that shot? But man, you got to land the shot, you know. Um, yep. Tyson earlier in the week, or when they first did that, not early in the week, uh, when they did the face-offs, it happened, I guess, maybe about a month ago or some weeks ago. Definitely wasn't as thin as he's looking right now. Right now, he looks in good shape. Um, just like his movement's incredible. How quick his hands are is just fantastic. I keep hoping that Francis is trolling us here when he's hitting mitts and other little stuff. There was stuff, you know, Casey um, from MMA Fighting put out a video that we were there. And it's funny because I forgot I was even there because I saw myself in the background of the actual footage. And I was like, oh, hey, that's me right there. I don't remember that, but I was there. Um, and Francis was hitting mitts and his hands were fast. He was clear like he was. He was making shots. It wasn't like he was like trying to get instruction to like hit stuff. And I feel like every time we've seen Francis, 
up to this point, even though today he did say he wasn't trying to put any effort. In fact, he didn't even want to dance up there. He didn't want to show away his dance move, of which he had none, of what, you know, sort of as he's joking around out there. Um, his hands have just looked questionable, you know. Yes, the power's there, and it, it got a little bit better today as the open workout went on. It felt like he maybe got more loose, and, you know, that could be nerves. It could be nerves. It could be whatever. But when I was seeing him in here in town hitting the mitts, that there's there were no nerves right then. It was just right. it just felt like rusty. It just felt like wow, the boxing moves haven't been there. You know, he's been working so hard on the ground game and all this other stuff, and and you don't he doesn't need to work on his power. I mean, the guys in the Guinness Book of World Records, you know, as they like to keep bringing up on the show. Um, but man, his Christmas and when it comes to the striking, if you're if you're if you're not throwing good strikes and you're trying to hit the guy that is probably has some of the best head movements in the sport who has a lot of power. And has, I want to say has a longer reach than Francis. I, I'd have to look at the stats. Maybe they, it looks like it has a longer reach, but Francis has really long arms as well. Um, it's, it doesn't bode well for Francis, but that again, you know, if I could see Tyson just getting in a mood and deciding he wants to, you know, stick his chin out and like, hit me here, Francis, hit me here and watch France and you, just to see if he could take the power. Cause we've seen him take power but he gets back up, and he said that before. He's like, I've taken, you know, some of the craziest, strongest shots from everybody out there, and you know, even when I get hurt, I get back up. You know, yep. it, you know, it's so. Everybody seems to sort of think that Francis just needs that one shot, and it's like, well, this is the guy that's taken big shots, and he's gotten back up. And, you know, and if you keep throw, trying to throw that big one shot over and over, you're gonna tire. And I think that's what most people are worried about is how far. Is 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 Francis's power and his speed gonna last? I mean, if he doesn't expend too much energy, maybe that maybe that power shot's still there in the fifth round, sixth round as it goes on. But a lot of people are thinking that by the time he gets around to the third or fourth round, it's gonna be a different Francis, you know. And you got Tyson over there who's taking his shirt off, you know, calling Francis a big sausage, saying like, ah, I can go twenty five rounds. And I have no doubt in my mind it's, that he can go 25 rounds. It's a completely different energy uh, expenditure, right? I mean, it's just yeah. totally different. And not only, not only now, and you got to think too, his man. His footwork, I mean, his movement. I mean, it's just that's the sweet science, right? You know, like it is. MMA guys tend to expend too much energy moving around. Where boxing guys, when you watch their feet and the way they pivot, so that they're not actually taking a bunch of steps. It's it's beautiful. It's yep. really fantastic. It really you, really is. I, it really is. And and I mean, you think about it. Obviously, Conor McGregor was fading late against Floyd Mayweather. There's no question about it. I mean, it's just a different energy expenditure there. And listen, I think too the the you know Francis has obviously fought at the highest level, big USC pay per views. But that's mixed martial arts, right? You can't tell me there's not going to be a little bit of nerves, a little bit of butterflies, yes. a li- you know what I mean, like. All the things that we talk about with like adrenaline dumps, like when people make their pro debuts, when people make their UFC debuts, when people fight in a main event for the first time, they'll all come back to you. They won't say it ahead of time, but they'll come back afterwards and they'll tell you, dude, I didn't think I was going to have nerves. Like it was different. It felt different. It felt, you know, you can't tell me it's not going to feel a little bit different. And that is, there's not going to be an adrenaline dump there. And there's not going to be a little bit of a, you know, the the mind and the body's just not connected a little bit. So look, it's an uphill battle for Francis Nagano, but, um, but I don't it, knock it, the guy for doing it. I don't knock yeah. the guy for doing it, and it's 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 pretty wild. And, and there is one thing too, and you you touched on it right about what if Tyson Fury does start to showboat a little bit, and something does go wrong. I do yeah. wonder, right? I mean, I, I know he said that it wasn't his decision that, that this got announced, but obviously he's got the fight with Usyk lined up that we think like supposed to happen. Like eight weeks later or something. I mean, you know, I'm not saying you can't tell Dude's me. Dude's got balls. People talk about like you know. 
chant or you know people stepping up and, and the size of balls like that's some fucking crazy. I mean, that is crazy. You can't tell me that maybe that doesn't tempt the old combat sports gods a little bit to be like, yes. oh, making plans, are you? Overlooking oh. this young man, are we? Which I, I guess the combat sports gods are like a wee bit Irish or something. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, but it's, it, you know, Ooh. and you talk about, and I, I forget, oh, yes, I'm going to get him. Uh, you talked about, I forgot the, when Francis yesterday in the arrivals, and like you said, you know, being in this great thing, he's going to be, he's, he's going to literally be walking out to having a dream fulfilled in yes. that arena, you know, having this happen. But when he met the grand, the grand arrivals, you know, when he comes up there and they're like, you know, Hey, so what do you think about all this? And he's like, man, I, I can't believe it. You know, I'm looking around, I'm looking at lights. I see myself on the poster, you know, I'm seeing all this stuff. And he's like, your boy made it. Your boy made it, you know, like how can that not at some point boost your energy, but as well, it puts that possibility you're going to have that huge adrenaline dump, you know, mm-hmm. after that first or second round, you know, like the the feels he's going to be getting walking into this arena, which is crazy. I don't know if you saw some of the stuff that was coming out today. The undercard is fighting in a ring that's on the exterior, sort of like a separate part of the arena the main events at a separate one on the inside. So it's like, and they're like not showing anybody. But what I saw, Carolyn Pierce kind of put it out on her uh, Facebook story. I'm not sure if she was supposed to or not. They were still going to build it, but I think the ring's going to rise up from the floor, like rise out of the, the, like this, the ground of the stage. In huge fashion, like they're throwing mad money. So like the spectacle is going to be crazy. Just like when I, when I think about like, those crazy Rocky movies. And I was like, it can never be like that. It can never be as big and like as crazy. Like it's going to be just absolute bonkers. So yeah. I can only imagine the spectacle of when they switch from the undercard to the, finally the main event, they're going into a, this different room. I don't know how much break you have to have to have your crowd shift from an outside into the inside. That's going to be kind of <laughs> weird on timing. Um, I mean, it's just on the inside, but still it's like you're moving from one seat to a different seat. Unless they're, you know, Saudi and they're like, we're just going to rotate this, the, the arena for you. We're going <laughs> to, you sit in the chair, your chairs are going to just shift. Just the whole platform you. like moves the whole in or something. Um, so it's going to be absolutely nuts. It's going to be hard to think that that moment walking into that arena for him is not going to do something emotion wise and possibly set up the possibility that he's going to just burn through adrenaline at a crazy pace. Uh, going in there for what is going to be the biggest fight of his life, and uh, but man, like you said, if 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 Tyson's playing around and maybe gives him that opportunity, who knows? But Francis needs to be aware to even capture that moment, you know. And if if the moment is too big for him to really see that moment, to to see those openings and to you know capitalize on them, because it you know maybe he is still just worried about one. He's got to be worried about the power. He's got to, you know, and if he's not, if he's throwing strikes and he's not hitting, that's going to get in his head. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to probably try to swing a little bit harder trying to, because uh, he's getting frustrated. And all that just sets a really bad, you know, uh, snowball effect that can make it really, really a bad, bad night. I think all of us want, yes, it'd be great to see him win, but I just, I'd like to see something competitive. 
Right. You know, even yeah, if it's yeah. a matter of if if Tyson can kind of play around a little bit and make it feel competitive, that would be awesome. Just yeah, um, just just not get embarrassed basically. Like just don't go out yeah. there and look like you act you had absolutely no business being there whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I know I'll be happy for him cuz I know he's going to take a huge bag away from this, but yep. you know, just in the sense of the, the how big this moment is and how the big the moment means for his team, his family, where he's from. You want the, you want it to be special for those people that are watching as well. So that is, it's I'm sure this is the one of the greatest things from his his town, wherever his he, you know his local community. It's got to be the biggest thing that's ever came from there. So you know for them, this is special for them too. You want this to be a special moment for them. You don't want them to at the end of the night be like, "What the f did we just watch?" <laughs> <laughs> like. That hurt, you know. Oh, a loss man. is going to hurt regardless, but you, you want it to be competitive and uh, you want it to be something that he's proud of when he looks back on it. Yep. Not something where he's just like, it's it's easy to be proud of money in the bank, but, you know, he, I think he wants to show um, all everything in his life that's led him to this moment. He's literally fulfilling a dream and I'm so happy for him. And I just want, I hope he has a really, a performance that he's proud of. You it's know, interesting you say that, right? Else. Because on the one hand, like he could literally walk out there and get knocked out with the first punch of the fight, and he yep. can be proud of where he is right now. You know what I mean? He yeah. can be proud of what he did to get to this. You know what I mean? Like just just being in this fight is unbelievable. So he can be, but I think you and I both know that's not enough for him, right? It's not, not just it's not just about the money. It's not just yeah. about it's going out there and having a great performance. And even if you come up short, but you go out there and you're like, man. I got in there with Tyson Fury, you know what I mean? And I look, yep. I got to his back three times. And uh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I had, to get, had, to, had to get the little dig there. But no, he will, he's going to yeah. want to go in there and, and, and have a performance. He'd do a better like, shot look. than Dylan Danis did trying to take Logan uh, Paul down, that's for sure. That was a sad attempt. That, that was, was bad. Sad. I uh, – I will, uh, you know what? I'm just, with the, I'm, I'm, I'm popping down my 79.99. I'm gonna, I'm, it's not cheap, but it's history, and I'm, I'm gonna watch it. So yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna and be it, nuts. It's gonna be fun, and I got nothing. You know, I don't have any other uh, big fights to watch on Saturday, and I'm, I'm a fight fan. So, uh, all right, listen. Uh, oh, like I said, you're hope everybody- a nuts fan. Like I meant to bring this up. I'm glad you said that because it made me think of you and the, your, your TV watching habits. Did you fucking binge? Like where they are, like uh, where they I are all now. Of them. I watched all of them. I, I knew think it. Eight I was going to literally, I saw you start to tweet like, oh, so-and-so is doing this, so-and-so. And I literally was going to tweet back and like, John, you know, you don't have to watch them all I watched them all. Row. I watched, I watched all. the time get later and later and later. And you kept tweeting. I was like, this mother is going through all of them. I went through all of them. I went to bed way too late last night. I was supposed to, I'm, I'm trying to be better about going to bed that at a normal is time. hilarious. I, I stayed, knew yeah. you were going to do that. You I can't control up. yourself. I can't. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just a fight addict, bro. It's um, uh, you could say I'm an MMA junkie, except I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I gotta oh watch Lord. this stuff. I knew you were gonna say that you binged to watch them all. I watched I them like, all, man. This dude There's, is just one after another. One there were some because there there were some really good ones, man. Like Ola Tiktarov yeah. is the first one, which is old school. Leonard Garcia was awesome. Seeing oh, him, I bet that, that was a good one. Mike I thought that series like, was great. I don't know. I mean, I understand why it. it I haven't seen the new ones, but I mean, I love the idea of it, what it was in the past. So maybe they've stepped it up and maybe it looks even better. But I thought that was a great product before. I don't know why it ever went away. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that, 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 the theme is something that can go on forever. I mean, like you're always going to have these guys that come through and then they go on in life. And it's like, yep. well, hey, you know, I wonder what that person's doing. So them to put their production vibe behind it and actually go and show us, I think it's, it's a winning idea. It is. 100%. And it's so, 
And it's so cool because, like, for instance, they had John Alessio, who, like, John Alessio was yeah. a great fighter, but he, he never won in the UFC. Just for whatever reason, he was, like, snake bit in the UFC. He had multiple chances he would always lose. But they went and followed up with him. You know what I mean? So it's not even like it's a former – he's the one that's at Metro chance. now? Dude, not only is he, like, Metro, but he's, like, with, like, their, like, SWAT – I mean, he's like a badass. Awesome. Dude. I didn't like, know that. That was yeah. cool. That's I he didn't like, know that. I was like, wow. He works with the he works with the FBI on like apprehension of suspects, and I mean, like this wow. dude is yeah, it's it's pretty cool. He's talking about yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. He's a badass. That's so that's cool. worth checking out, man. Yeah, I have to jo- check him out. I Georgia. just I won't binge them. I will do like a normal human being and watch maybe one one night, <laughs> wait, and then watch another one. That is the healthy way to do it. That is the absolutely healthy way to <laughs> do it. How long are that's they? I, Thirty minutes they're, or an hour? They're, they're, they only like no, they're only like twenty minutes, so that you can actually oh, okay. binge them pretty quick. Yeah, they're only like twenty minutes. So, <laughs> that, uh, but yeah, I watched them all. Literally I was laughing last. I was like, this mother, he cannot just binge watch them. And not only that, not only that, I, I already watched. Uh, they had the first episode of the. UFC's all-time 30 roster or whatever and that's like yeah. that's like two hours and I already watched that too man like the day it came yeah, out I watched that weird. it's it's pretty good too it's actually really good too um I actually voted actually it's actually pretty interesting so I voted in that I was one of the guys that they asked to vote on the all-time 30 roster and it was really hard because think about it every UFC fighter ever and you're trying to select the 30 that best represent uh the UFC and uh, it, it turns out there were only four all-unanimous selections. So out of all the people that voted, oh, wow. there were only four people that everybody voted on. They 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 already did you said have to two rank of them. Did you did they make you rank them in order? No. So you just had to pick. 30. You just yeah. You just which that would have been even I think tougher. But they just made you select thirty. And the way they're rolling this out is it's not like thirty to one. What they're doing is just doing the all-time thirty. And they're they're revealing them in the order of when they debuted in the UFC. So the first the oh, first person sense. on there, yeah. So the first person that they reveal is obviously Hoist Gracie. I mean, how could you have the yeah. top thirty and not have Hoist Gracie in there? That's if a good they, way of putting it too, because it takes the whole ranking system of who's who exactly. should be the final one out of the equation. That's much yep. smarter. Yeah, uh, makes me think because Junkie, we're doing that right now, where we're actually doing like a. Uh, 30, 30 greatest fighters and it's counting down. So we all put in our picks and then depending on the votes of who was uh, like at the top, eventually laid out to who's going to be like number one or whatever. But dude, it got tough. Like yeah. when it got to like our number 30, just to, to like say who didn't Poye made it as our number 30. Oliveira wasn't on the list because he was at going to be that 30. So when you take all time, you take a men and women, Dude, it was so hard. hard. But seeing like people like react to the as the list is coming out, of course everybody's gonna shit. And like, why is so and so here? Why is so and so here? So I like the idea of not actually having to do it by just putting it out that way. But even then, people are gonna be like, oh, well, you still didn't include this person, this person, this person. It is really, really tough. And I think everybody has their personal favorites. But then the hardest part is sort of like. What are your justifications? It's yep. one thing when it's just purely a performance on a man versus man, woman versus woman basis. But then when you talk about like, say like what Rhonda did to the sport, what she did for women's sport, you know, I mean like, and but then when you see the dominance of like Valentina, you know, it's like, okay, well, who, who do I put over the other one? You know? And it's like, wow. So it's, uh, it's hard to I, do. I, I it say is really it, hard. It's really, really, it's a lot tougher than you think. When, but you you try to find those ways to justify it. So what I was sort of justifying, that doesn't mean like the other staffers were using those same criteria. But 
you know, I would at least be able to defend why I picked mine because of my certain one. So, but it's tough. It's tough when it, when you try to rank those sort of things. So yeah, that's interesting to see. It's interesting to see when you, especially when it comes from the actual promotion, Yeah, you know, yeah. who they're 30. That's a whole different can of worms. Well, than just they, media they, they had independent people voting on it, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that it was independently yeah. audited by like some <laughs> so the accounting firm of Price Waterhouse or whatever to make sure that all the votes were tally correct. I'm sure they were like, Ah, he's 31, but we want him in there, so let's we go. We really want him in there. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, all right, well, listen, yeah, so I checked out all that. All that's on, on USC Fight Pass, so definitely worth checking out. Uh, no USC this weekend, so no and a half over at Patreon, so I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. Like I said, check it out. Next week, we'll figure out uh, – I've got a crazy week next week, uh, so we'll figure out when to tape exactly. But just to put it on everybody's radar, the debut of CFSC Match Day is next week on USC Fight Pass. So if you're a fan of NCAA wrestling – uh, certainly you can tune in and, and check it out. We've got two different dates. We've got uh, Wednesday, November the 1st, where you'll have Campbell versus West Point and North Carolina State versus Presbyterian. That's at Fort Liberty, which uh, used to be Fort Bragg, but it was renamed. So we'll be back out there on November 1st. What did they, what did they name it? It's uh, Fort Liberty now. No shit. Yeah, they changed it because Fort Bragg, I believe Bragg was a uh, Confederate general. Uh, so that any, any bases any bases that had ties to Confederate Army they renamed them, is my understanding. That's crazy. I used to yeah. spend summers out there at Fort Bragg. My yep. uh, mom, Fort Bragg and Pope Air Force Base were connected to each other, so we used to always go out there. And uh, when she worked, we would swim at like the NCO officers' like pool or whatever. And but yeah, we were always on Bragg. But yeah, I had no idea. That's that interesting. It. It's funny that you say the name Pope uh, Pope Air because that's actually where we are. We're in the hangar at Pope Airfield, so that's oh, actually yeah. 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 So that's funny because it's all it basically it's all one thing. It's like. 250 square miles and like 50,000 people between troops and families. Yeah, and it's I mean, crazy because I mean there was a there was a points in years back and now we're getting off track where they did a bunch of base base closures, but that was one of the ones that I don't think it was ever really on the chopping block. But I think since they combined some other little ones, so I think that probably even grew or whatever. But yeah, it, I was glad that one second round just for me personally because well, like a lot of super, my childhood was there. <laughs> yeah, so that so that'll be November first too. And it's what's pretty cool is I think this one. You know, last year. Campbell was there as well, but this year um, they're wrestling against West Point, so it's 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 West Point Ooh. on the Army base. So I think that'll be that'll be pretty has some flavor. Oh, yeah, to that's it always as well. fun. Yeah, that'll I'm actually fun. I think that'll be cool. And then uh, November fifth on Sunday, uh, we'll have Cleveland State versus Iowa State. We'll actually be in Ohio. We'll be at a high school gym. Uh, it's pretty cool. Iowa State, they're kind of star wrestlers. His name's David Carr. He's won a national championship before. It's his high school. So they're going back to his oh, high school cool. to kick off the season, and you know, it'll be packed in there. So that'll be coming up. And then in between those two dates, we've got CFSC 127 in Tunica as well. So it's wrestling, travel, MMA, travel, wrestling. So it's going to be a, a crazy week, but that's all in USC Fight Pass. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, use If you don't have Fight Pass and you want to sign up, the code DUAL, D-U-A-L, will get you three months for the price of one. And I actually saw somebody tweet the other day that even if you have an account and you go put the – if you pay for it monthly and you go put the promo code in, you still get the value even though you're not a new customer. So, so if you want to save a few bucks, try it. I don't know if that works, but I saw somebody tweet that. They said, I know it works if, it's, if you're signing up new, but if you pay monthly – Try to go put the duel in anyway. I, I, I read that they'll, you'll still get the value, so uh, go check that out. So anyway, yeah, just to let you know. Got that's that going good. on. There Be a busy go. week. Be a busy week. Uh, so we'll figure out when to tape and, and all that. Uh, 
because it's going to be a crazy one. I'm traveling all around the country, but I'm looking forward to it. There's nothing else I would rather do. So anyway, hopefully everybody enjoys uh, the weekend, maybe taking the madness of Nganu versus Fury, and then get ready because <laughs> it's going to get hot and heavy in November. Uh, the schedule is going to get crazy, and of course, uh, myself and Cold Coffee will have you covered everywhere you go. We'll be together in New York, so that'll be fun. The MMA Roadshow will both be on the road instead of us, one of us being on the road, and the other back home will actually be there together. So looking forward to that. All that's coming up. We'll get to it all in the meantime. Thanks for listening.